0: Pulp MX production. Thanks for all the support, PulpMX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by Racer X. presented by BTOsports.com and Thor MX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis.
1: Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast. Podcast show. Red Bud Wrap Up Uh presented by Thor MX, our friends at Thor MX. Check them out ThorMX.com. BTO Sports.com. You can save big. Listen to the commercials on here to get a discount code. Support BTO Sports.com and support Thor MX. So uh we can keep doing these podcasts. Um but maybe after the fiasco that was uh at Red Bud on TV coverage, maybe you don't want to support one of them one of the guys on this bot on this podcast. I'm not sure. Um We'll get into that. I'm Steve Mathis. With me uh, uh, hanging out in uh, Idaho is a longtime privateer, now turned uh, fly racing salesman, turned uh, RacerX journalist, uh, Jason Thomas. Hello. And uh, the man responsible for ruining our sport, uh, RacerX's own, the voice of motocross this summer, Jason Wygant.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I don't know much about motocross, but uh, I know it's your sport and not mine. Right. Sorry about what I did to you guys.
1: Well, let's get on into that off the top because uh, we talked about it after the race. We, you, and I in the press tent, and yep. uh, I was running RacerX Twitter, which I normally do at the races, and um, I was. People were not happy with the coverage of TVs, <laughs> the TV show, yeah. and and again, I've I've long been a defender. Like the switching channels thing, just just who cares? Just handle it. Um, buying an extra. Uh, you know, fuel TV package. Wow, you know, get a couple less Starbucks that month or whatever. I'm sure you can find the ten dollars or whatever. Um, so, not a lot of people have my sympathy for that kind of stuff. But this week was a little, little different because of uh, the commercials. Everyone was very upset about the amount of commercials, the lack of racing, the the features, the track map, the uh, interviews, that type of stuff. Everything. But the racing, people were upset about uh, being shown. Um, we, uh, what what do you have to say to these angry people before that? I mean, they could be outside your house right now with, with pitchforks and torches. But uh,
2: Yeah, no, they're right, man. I mean, they're, I think, it's a rough estimate on my point. I think in the last 15 minutes of racing, I swear we had like three or four minutes. I might be wrong. My calculation may be off. But the bottom line is the ratio is pretty bad. The racing to commercial um ratio and the nbc shows they're pretty loaded as it is like i'm sure if you watch bud's creek it's pretty similar like there's a heck of a bill you got to pay to get an nbc so the best way to pay it is with i don't know if people necessarily realize but all that stuff on the show those are all commercials like the kawasaki track map we're not showing you the track map every single and you know we just do it four times a day we don't do it every hour because we think you forgot what the track looked like. We do it because Cali pays for that. We don't put the Cali Terex thing on there because we think the Terex is just something you need to know about. Like, Cali wants that on there. The James Stewart, Malcolm Stewart feature, you probably couldn't even tell because that's the way Red Bull works, but Red Bull puts that in there. Um, You know, last week I think we had a thing about the – you know what's funny, by the way? The energy drink wars everybody knows. No one ever, 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 ever has mentioned – Hey, how come the Lucas Oil Troy Lee Honda team gets mentioned on these shows? Have you ever have you ever heard someone mention that?
1: No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, no, isn't that weird?
2: Like it should be the most obvious thing ever, but the energy drink wars just get so much attention that uh, you don't even realize sometimes like other things that are coming at you, and you're like, oh, that's probably on there for a reason. But no, uh, Octane Academy, Ford sponsors the series; they want their piece of the show. On and on and on. So by the time the NBC show is formatted as is, it's pretty tough to get racing in there because you've got to realize that the moto takes, what, 35 minutes, 36 minutes?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: On a, a one-hour TV show, I think you get 42 or 44. I can't remember.
1: Yeah.
2: So you're down to seven minutes. If you were going to show every minute of the racing, you would be down to seven minutes to do the beginning of the race, hey, here we are, here's what's going on, here's the stories we're looking at, here's the pit reporter interviewing riders on the line, post-race interviews, you're number seven minutes of that, and then you've got to get these things in there. Like, we don't have a choice. Like, we have to put those things in. And the loser in all this is Mike Brown. KTM had paid for a feature on the show about a 43-year-old racing. We never even got that in. We had more stuff we didn't even do. Hmm. So, so here oh. was what ruined it. The show is jam-packed as it is. Like, the producer is trying to figure out a way to solve this puzzle. Like, we have scarce minutes, and we got to try to get as much racing in this, even though it doesn't even add up. And then there's a plane crash in San Francisco. And NBC comes in and says, we got to take over for, I don't know how long it was, five minutes or something?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched the shows yet, I full confession. Yeah. I have not watched them and
2: I do And we don't see what they do. Like, that runs out of the office at, in New York, the Rockefeller Center deal. So I didn't see that news break-in, but they did have it. I don't know how long it was, but I'm assuming it was a couple minutes. So we have precious few minutes left in the show to work around all those sponsor things. Then you lose four or five minutes more to the news thing, and then you're just screwed. Like, we came back and we still had three or four of those features to run, 15 minutes left in the moto. And it's like, how how is this going to be even possible? And it really wasn't. It was seven gallons of TV and a five-gallon show.
1: H- hold on a second. The, yeah. r- the room is spinning. You mean Jeff Emig doesn't really like Terexes that much? <laughs> hold on. I mean, what?
2: Are you telling me Fun-loving that? Fun-loving power sports family? Are
1: you telling me that Fro <laughs> Fro maybe doesn't like Terexes as much as, damn it?
2: I like everything. Like even the, um, the whole shot point standings and the rules of how the whole shot works. Like that's all in there for a reason. Like you can't. The TV producers do not have any flexibility over that. They're, like, handed this and says, you've got an hour show. You've got a 35-minute moto. You have to interview the top three because the teams demand that. And you've got to get these five sponsored features in. Good luck. Um, So it's barely going to work as it is. It's probably going to be, like I said, if you go to the Bud's Creek show where we didn't have a news interruption, it probably wasn't that good already, the ratio, or maybe it was barely acceptable. You add in a couple minutes of an interruption to, to talk about a plane going down, it's over. Now the ratio is way off. And the other thing, that race was kind of unique because how often didn't, that moto was one of the few motos that actually got better as the race went on, which is not normally – it's usually the opposite, right? Right. It starts out better, and then eventually someone pulls away. So I think they kind of load up the stuff to run later when there's not as much action. Like, the first couple laps are going to be awesome, so you leave the racing in there. Yeah. Well, this one turned the opposite. It's like as each lap was going, Dungie Stewart, and Villapoto got closer and closer, and it's like, crap. Now we've still got to run all this stuff. Now we were interrupted by the news, and now the racing's actually getting good for, like, the first time ever on an NBC show. And there's nothing we can do about it. So, well, yeah, it was uh, not, not the way anyone would want it. Like I, the only thing I can say is it's not like any of the people on the TV crew were like, that was awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? And, again, I haven't watched it. I need to watch it. I'm sure it sucks yeah. balls. It was,
2: it was painful. I'm like, sure we it sucks just... balls,
1: but you know what? Again, yeah. the the vile, the insults,
2: the anger.
1: <laughs> I, I yeah. mean, I just seriously, yeah. um, all those people can f off. Now, I'll edit that out. Honestly, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> the, No, because you weren't you weren't on the end of these of these tweets. Like, I see. Um, you don't have my sympathy. A plane went down. Okay, thankfully, uh, only two people were killed. Only, you know. Uh, a plane right. bursts into flames. Uh, there's four live motos on TV. Okay, I would like the fuel ones to be in HD, um, but all in all, I can't complain. I still cannot complain. Call me, call me uh, un—you know—call me ungrateful or whatever. Or call me—I uh, don't—I don't know. No, don't call me ungrateful because that would be the opposite. But, <laughs> uh, um, you know, shit happens and. And you got to get these things in, and the TV's expensive, and it's four motos live on TV. Like, the anger and the tweets of some of these people. I mean, you would have thought that, uh, you know, we would have went to their house, rang their doorbell, kicked them in the balls, and ran off. Like, it's four live motos. Yes, there were some issues. Oh, my God. Like, seriously, I, I, uh, I don't understand. I, I lose faith in society and human beings when I see what people tweet anonymously at myself or at racer X. I don't get it. But thanks for the explanation. I mean, I get it. It's probably not that good. It was still four live motos on TV.
2: The only, like I said, the only thing I can say is I don't want anyone to think that anyone involved in the production was like when that show was over, like, yes, that's how we want to do it. That was the ideal TV show. Like it's all a compromise. And honestly, when they first said we had to break in, um, you know, just for texting, and all I heard, a plane had gone down maybe whatever, half hour earlier. And then uh, when they said they were going to have to break in, like, I was partially thinking, if this is really bad, the show's going to be done. Like, they're right. not going to come back to a motocross race right. if, if if there's, like, hundreds of people dead. Or if it was a, let's say it was potentially a terrorist act. Like, you don't know what the deal is at first. I'm like, this could be it. Uh, so the fact that it was only a few minutes, I can't believe that anyone, when there's a plane crash, that you just need to check yourself if you're going to complain that you're not getting your motocross
1: yeah and like nothing surprises more
2: me
0: more. anymore no it's <laughs> social media nothing surprises scroll
2: me
1: scroll through racer x mentions if someone gets a chance i think any, you can any and you can see any um uh um any of it, anybody's mentions right on twitter you just go there and check their mentions uh someone yeah. someone scroll down for a little little uh, glimpse of humanity if you will uh for sunday sunday afternoon or saturday afternoon go ahead i dare you um
2: that's all right. What, what, uh, I mean, a couple people hit me up on my own personal Twitter account, but I have to say, like, those people at least know enough. I don't want to say know enough. I'm, I'm, they know that I'm just the announcer. Like, they know me. Racer X, they figure they don't know who they're talking to. It's just a yeah. machine. It's just yeah. the company. But me personally. Well, it's like, me, and I got you know, feelings. It's your fault, but that show sucked.
1: It's me, so. and I have feelings. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> um, I don't know what else to say. Like, the only explanation I have, again, is no one on the crew is dumb enough to think that that was the way it should be done or the way they hope it works every time. And, B, if you think that we're stupid for showing whole shot rules and replays and Terex and all that because we just don't realize that that's, like, you want to see the racing and we don't know it. Right. Like, we know it. We just can't do anything about it. Like, there's no. a huge crew. Like, have you, Mathis? have you actually ever been over in the TV compound? Have no. you ever seen how, No, no. Dude, there are four, four semi-trucks over there, four tractor-trailers, and I think our crew is 30 or 40 people, and that's what it takes. Like, there is no way to do it. That's just what it takes to do live TV like that. Yeah. Like, that's a monstrous bill every weekend to make live TV happen.
1: Um, I, got a I know question. people
2: will say things like, I watched the Canadian Nationals on TV five years ago. They were the best. Yeah, that wasn't live. The difference is massive.
1: Scott Sheik was hitting Larocco's Leap ten years ago. Oh,
2: that was a good one. Right. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, I got a question. When the airplane goes down or um, you, 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 you're not sure what's going on, are you calling the race the whole time? Or do they say, hey, we're down. We're out. Don't just sit uh, there?
2: No, here's the, here's the I don't know if this is irony or what. Uh, we're on it live internationally also. And on oh, International right. yeah. TV, they have a the 52 minute show. So we have eight extra minutes to fill uh, for International. And it gets even more complicated because some of those ads are international ads, some are not. So we actually have a separate producer producing a separate show at the same time. So depending on that, a lot of times when we go to commercial here domestically, we immediately continue calling it. Okay. So in this case, they said, hey, just do what you normally do. Just keep on announcing. We'll let you know when we're back.
1: Just keep on And they me- did
2: say, you know, when yeah. we – okay, they're like, okay, we're going to be back in 30 seconds. And, you know, don't give any news on the plane crash, but just say, you know – Hey, things are more important than motocross, but we are back here, and here's an update on the race. Ryan Villopoto is leading, but yeah, uh, yeah, we we did announce the whole time, and that's what made it so hard because it was getting good, and we knew people in the United States weren't getting to see it. JT, we all you,
1: knew that. Are, JT, are you with me on this? To these people, calm down. Oh, uh,
0: uh, yeah, I would think that I'm on board with whatever you say as far as that goes at this point.
1: But I mean, it's, even even the sponsored features and stuff and all that. Like, seriously, come on. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's
0: just how it is. I mean do we do we want to go back to when we had nothing on t v if, if we don't have those sponsor features, that t v show is not possible period it's just not yeah, so
2: and there take was one of the other last week that pointed out the ratings than Bud's Creek. there was fifteen times the audience on n b c that watched it on fuel so
1: fifteen times I know
2: in this day and age that seems bizarre, like you think everybody has cable but it
1: oh yeah we we well, we tackled this a bunch before, yeah.
2: Uh, it above. just it, is. Like, it, you ha- whatever it takes to get on a network, it's worth it. You expose the sport to 15 times more people. And that's not lining the coombs' pockets, by the way. Like, as I, I went on vitally, I had I very rarely go on there, but I had to say, I'm like, if you like privateers, be glad that these TV shows are on, because the reason there's a Rockstar Energy Racing team is because of the TV exposure they get. And if you want five riders to be unemployed, then let's just be on the Internet every weekend and not even be on TV.
1: I'm, I'm surprised that it's that much difference. Fifteen times.
2: Well, you're getting well, all the I people that are getting that carryover, that's... too. Yep. I don't think that's typical. I think it's normally three to five times, but that's what it happened to be that weekend. Maybe NBC had something huge on around it, and maybe Fuel didn't. Uh, I think it's normally three to five is uh, the, the difference. I just, but five times or three times, you know, tripling an audience is a pretty big deal, even at that.
1: It's just eh, Twitter's terrible. It's good, and it's terrible. You know, it just shows you the worst in people sometimes. Ah, man, it bummed me out to, to see some of those some of those people tweeting at, you know, at X and calling Davy Coombs' names and calling you Weege names and just, like, really, people? Really?
0: I don't yeah, know. it's the whole anonymous voice thing. People will just right. make complete fools of themselves if they know they're not going to get called on it.
1: Ah, Anyways, all right, let's get to the race. Red Bud, um track was prepped pretty good some riders complaining about it being a little soft and stuff on the insides and and you know Chad wasn't that happy with it at press day I guess I didn't watch that video but apparently he let his feelings be known um overall though uh JT um you've raced the event many many times uh maybe the best all-around event from track to uh to 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 accommodations to uh crowd to pit locate you know just everything combined maybe the best race of the year
0: yeah I'm, I'm prepared to say it's the best race of the year it was uh it was awesome I thought from the crowd turnout which I don't know the numbers I don't know that we anyone ever knows the true number you know you hear this number that number you never really know what's going on but just looking there were a lot of people there um, and everyone's so into it it's Fourth of July the track is awesome always you know unless weather is involved uh just just a great weekend i mean it's really hard to not have a good time at that race
1: you know southwick was packed and it was you know announced beforehand and it was the last ever southwick but Weech, how many times have you heard like this this is the last tour for the rolling stones right it's been it's been going on for 15 years oh, oh yeah oh right. yeah kiss, so,
2: the whole nine right kiss any yeah of them. yeah uh
1: yeah. why don't we always announce that like this is the last red bud ever every year <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we do 80, that?
2: 80,000 people.
1: Right, right. It, it, this is the last Southwick. Oh, we, we got to stay. We're back. You know, like, seriously. I yeah. mean, the Stones do it. It works tremendous. I, I remember in 89, it was like the last tour they were ever going to go out on. So.
2: can people get refunds 15 years later and be like, I want my 89 ticket refunded because it wasn't the last tour?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think we should look into that, though. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Moto T sold out of every single T-shirt at Southwick. And they had to have vouchers, you know, to, uh, wow. to, 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 for people to, to get shirts. Um, so clearly the t shirt business at Southwick was fantastic. Um, just another, reason, yeah, just another reason to, uh, um, announce that it's the last national ever, you know, to help Moto Tees out every weekend.
2: <laughs> I be, I believe the whole industry is pulling in that direction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Take a survey of the pits, I'm sure. I'm sure, everyone would, would like that. Would everyone like <laughs> that happen?
2: Good, right, right.
0: Being completely honest, though, I don't know if you guys out went out or could see the parking lots or campgrounds or anything. There were it was incredible how many people were there. Seriously, it was oh, yeah. really, really impressive.
1: When I did that bottom line show, I uh, I walked around those pits and you know to, to, to do a beer bong with people and to interview drunks and stuff. And you know, this was whatever three four years ago. Um, but I was amazed. I was just amazed. It's just humanity. Everywhere drinking. Um, my favorite this weekend. Georgia Lindsay took a photo of a van that had the words "rape van" uh, in duct tape on the window. <laughs> you just don't get that everywhere. <laughs> it's, like, <wow. laughs> it's classic. Um, all right, let's get to the race. Um, RV one one. James Stewart two two. Ouija didn't rain yellow, but it sprinkled. It sprinkled.
2: It was more like a. Uh... You know, you get maybe get a cloudy day, and there's, like, a chance of rain, and yeah. it like it, was a factor, but it never quite rained. Like, there wasn't a cloud in sight at some of the races this weekend. Right. Yeah. But uh, this was better. This was a lot better. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, the Cali guy, RV, was uh, – he was dominant, man. In the first moto there, he, he was going three to four seconds a lap faster, a lap four, five, six, seven, than everybody else. It's just insane. JT, he, he – you know, after the race, he, you know, he mentioned that, uh, you know, he wanted to win one, been two in a row and all that. But, uh, man, he was, he was on fire. Just another reason why kind of we all say each week, like, Villapoto's got the best speed. We, we saw that again.
0: Yeah, the first moto especially, it was just like, wow, you know. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, you guys are in trouble, you know. Um, the, the second moto was much more competitive Dungey obviously kept him very honest until the very end. Uh mm-hmm. even Stu, you know, made a run there. He did. Mid, mid-race where yeah. he was actually faster than the other two coming back. Um so it was much much more competitive and you're kind of like, "Yeah, these guys are pretty close the second moto, but the first moto he was just on a different different level." So uh obviously with Dungey's bike issues and and the crash and all that stuff, it wasn't a great race as far as building a championship chase, but um Huge bounce-back weekend for Villapoto after, you know, two losses in a row. And, and
1: Weeds, like, like JT said, Stewie, Stewie got passed. He was leading. Got passed by Dunge and Villapoto real quickly, but uh, picked it back up. I was impressed. By far his best race of the year.
2: Yeah, but it wasn't a, even a pushover. Like, Villapoto. it took him a little while to get him. Yeah. And uh, I, don't, I know you talked to him after the race. In the press conference, he even said, like, they're like, what, it's so funny how quickly <laughs> these things have changed. Like, somebody, I think it was Jim Campbell in the press conference, was like, James, why did it take you so, or uh, Ryan, why did it take you so long to get around Stewart? Like, yeah. how could this be? How could he have held you off from three or four laps? Like, that's where we're at right. now.
1: Did Jim ask him for his jersey um, right after? Did Jim ask him for a jersey?
2: <laughs> yeah, he was complimenting him enough.
1: What took you so uh, long here by Stewart, and can I have a jersey?
2: Can I have an autograph jersey, please? But uh, Ryan was like, he was riding just fast enough where I couldn't just get him. Like, I couldn't just. Yeah. He was just going fast enough where it was made it hard to pass him. Like, he wasn't going two seconds a lap faster than him. He could just blow by. That's the thing. Like, both motos, Villapoto had bad starts. You didn't even realize because by, like, the second lap he was fine. Yeah. But where I think he started outside the top ten in moto one, didn't he?
1: Mm, I don't think so. I had him going up. Yeah, like, I think so. I had him going up the hill, like, six, seven. What hill? After that tabletop, you know.
2: On the other side of the, the Larco's leap side?
1: No, 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 no. The the after that new obstacle they built, where you make a left after the Lessee, jump. And you, make you know a what?
2: I wouldn't even be surprised if he'd already passed four or five. Oh, okay. By then. Yeah, yeah we, we, like Five we, turns in, but like, dude, he was nowhere to be seen.
0: Yeah, I, I watched happening. the first lap Leech, uh of the, of your call, and and you were even commenting on that. Like, I, you couldn't see him anywhere in the footage at all. Nope. The first half a lap. So, I think he was pretty far back there. That's,
2: uh, like that's. Ridiculous. Like he's passing dudes wherever he
0: wants. All right. Uh, typical
1: Roger uh, and oh, oh.
2: supposedly deep typical supposedly Roger.
1: Deep. Typical Roger DeCoster. I spoke to him after the first moto. He said, uh, yeah, Dungey stalled his bike, you know, too much rear brake, and then uh, the bike wouldn't start and we took it back to the pits and it's fired right up. <laughs> and uh, he's just like I don't know. He's like it just didn't didn't happen. Do you have any reason to believe Roger's not telling the truth, JT?
0: Uh no, I, I don't expect that out of him, especially after what happened with the, you know, the shock and Supercross.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, uh, ca- he calls it like it is. Yeah, I don't that. know. I mean,
0: I would think if that wasn't true, it would be kind of easy to see through or kind of a hollow lie. Like, I don't think he would be uh, would just lie and just seems like a not a good lie. If he's going to lie about something, that wouldn't be a good one to pick. So, I don't know.
2: I. Um, what would even be the lie there? What are you saying that? What do you mean? Like he's covering? either oh. like it blew up or something?
1: Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah,
2: I I think if he DNF, there's not much. What's the point? Like a DNF and, DNF and on the show, you'll see when you watch the show. Like we had them in the pits working on it, mm-hmm. and it was entirely working on electronics. They weren't even looking at the engine.
1: Right, right. Um, no, so. I, I I believe him. I, I think it, I think that's true. Um, I made a comment to Roger. I'm like, yeah, I've seen that electric start. Um, that thing's paid off a lot, you know. A KTM rider will go down in a turn with somebody and they're still kicking and the KTM guys back in the race, you know. Um, so it's, it, it, it did hurt you at this time because you had no kickstarter. You had to, you know, keep using the button. Um, and it wasn't firing for whatever reason. I guess which could happen when you had a kickstart either. But the electric start on the KTM has, has, uh, has saved them a lot. So for this one time for it to maybe go faulty, I guess that, that's what happens. Um, the second moto, that crash was weird, JT. That was a weird, like, I don't know what he did. It came out in the berm, sunk his front tire in, and then it just never came back out.
0: Yeah, and I think that's, uh, you know, these, when the track starts out muddy in the morning, um, the berm gets harder and harder as the day goes on. But at some point in the depth of the berm, there's still mud there. So I think he just got too deep in. You know, you get you start trusting the berms more and more, and you want to hit them harder and harder and harder. Um so I think he just basically buried it too much and got into the soft stuff, and you know that was the end of it. It's just you know in the morning you really really have to be careful when the when the berms are muddy. You almost have to stay very shallow in them and and respect them. But as the day goes on, you kind of you think they're hardening up, and then you you know you want it. Obviously at the end there, they were just full sprint. Both of them I think were balls out, everything they had, especially Dungey trying to close the gap with two laps to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he just it's just one of those things where. Uh, we talk about it all the time, there's a level where both of those guys can ride and there's literally no chance that they're going to crash big. Uh, But when they both turn it up to that, you know, they get out of their comfort zone, those percentages start going up and and stuff like that happens. So uh, as a fan, I was really excited to see both of them willing to take chances and really push the edge. Unfortunately, you know, big crashes are a result of it. I'm just glad he was all right because I think there's going to be a lot a lot of close racing still to come in the series before it's over.
1: Yeah, I mean, RV's got a 42-point lead now, right? I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, 40-point lead. So, I mean, yeah, the, the series, who knows? The like, same thing could happen to RV from going forward from here. As well, the individual races themselves, it's not like Dungey's going to roll over. The guy doesn't know the word, the meaning of that. So we should still see, see some great races. Weege, um, your JGR lunch tomorrow is going to be good.
2: Wow. Yeah. I mean,
1: third for Josh Grant, six for yeah. Justin Brayton.
2: Yeah. It's, it's it's pretty strange actually when you think about how bad it was. And I guarantee you that there is not going to be any sort of like magic rock that they found. You know what I mean? Like, right, I'm right. sure the difference in the bikes and what the riders are doing during the week and their training and their health and all that is probably not as dramatically different as the results suddenly are. I mean, they were like not even finishing motos for some dumb reason at the beginning of the year, and then probably by changing nothing, there's a whole fortune to have turned around. How is that?
1: Yeah, well, don't look yeah. now, but but Brayton uh, Brayton started to put together. He's got uh, seven, seven, a DNF at Southwick, seven, six, and eight, and the last, and that's about we that's about where he should be.
2: Yeah, one of the weeks when I was there, I don't remember which race it was after, but when he had one of these sevens, that so they were like. That's where he should be every week. Like, it's not like they're saying he should be mm-hmm. battling Villapoto. You know, Villopodo is the best in the world right now. There's no doubt about it. You're not expecting, like, I'm, you know, I'm sure the paychecks are even – I'm sure Brayton makes a lot of money, but Villapoto makes more. Like, you only have certain expectations. Seventh is good in this field. I think everybody's a lot happier.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, and of course, I'm, I'm always the guy tooting the Nicolettis and Canaris of the world and these triples. But Josh Grant showed us something that, you know, if you go by my Twitter feed or emails or callers to the Pulp Show or whatever, Josh Grant is often portrayed as – put up as the um, the guy that's sucking money out of the sport and doing nothing, you know, you're just getting hurt. That's sort of like a euphemism for all that. You know, if you had to pick – lots of people go, like Josh Grant, you know, like that's his right. – right. it's not necessarily him himself, but when they're looking to make an example of somebody – they picked Josh's name. Well, you know, Josh led a moto this weekend and uh, went 3-5, and, and that's, that's why he stays in the game.
2: The ceiling on those other dudes you mentioned, like, I don't, like, a podium, it kind of came out of nowhere only because Grant has done well this year. But the problem is you're like, ah, it's still Josh Grant. He can pull out a third. I don't know if those triples, as you call them, no matter what, is third ever going to happen? Are they ever going to get you on a podium overall? That's the problem. Yeah. Or, for Josh, that's does, a
1: good thing. Does this, JT, does this change anything in Josh Grant? I mean, he rides well at Red Bud, We know that. He's a former winner there. Um, does this change anything going forward, or is this just sort of aberration? And he had a great race. Let's, let's get it right. He had a great race. But this doesn't, do you think this propels him to, you know, get back in that, in that mix?
0: Well, I think it helped his confidence. But, you know, there were a lot of things. It was It was kind of an all-day deal. He was fast in practice. Uh, he started what first and second um, and then it 's probably his best track from from all the things I know about Josh grant so uh, i don 't know that it 's just going to be magically make him a top five guy every weekend, but it uh, certainly couldn 't hurt, and really more importantly, there are tracks where you 're kind of like, okay, this is my weekend like I know i 'm good here, I know every like I have to do good so and if you do badly on those weekends, it's just like, oh, man. Like, I, I didn't even do good at the track that I, I know I'm good at. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh So, if nothing else, it at least bought him a little bit of, uh, like, cushion before people were just ruining him again. So, uh, hopefully, you know, I, I really think that the starts were the biggest key. I know he's really fast at that track, but starting top two, both motos, makes your life a lot easier in this class
2: right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, good day for him. Good day for Trey Kennard, Justin Barsha. He, he
2: uh, rode at. Uh, did RV say that? He's been riding at RV's house. Did you hear that?
1: I, I heard it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Still still riding there.
2: Yeah. And Reed, Reed yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. It's got to help. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I just asked in the press conference of Lopoto, he's like, uh, are you going to keep inviting guys that you're battling with for the lead to your house? Because he <laughs> did have to pass grant for the lead. But he said, no, it's good. I mean, the more fast guys you have there, the rough, you know, it makes the track rougher. And. You know, if you want to practice with a dude, Grant's actually a pretty good one. Because if you're going to do sprints and you're going to be laying down laps, he's still a pretty damn good candidate. You know, if you want someone to, to have to push a little bit,
1: how many times? So, uh, have,
2: he's yeah. he's happy with it.
1: How many times over the years have we seen with other motorcycle superstars things go sideways when you had other fast guys there? Uh, Tim Ferry, Chad Reed, uh, James Stewart, Ryan Dungey, Carmichael, uh, Lusk. You know, you can go on and on. Guys start out as riding buddies, and then one guy ends up being close or fast, and, and things happen, and the parties go their separate ways. But it's so typical Ryan Villapoto. This probably will never go a separate way. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. I mean, maybe, no, but you no. know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he's not phased by this at all. So, Remember Ryan Dungey and James Stewart were buddies?
0: Yeah. Remember? Yeah.
1: And then the U.S. Yeah, Open James
0: happened? James told him, hey, you're going to be too good. You got to go.
1: <laughs> then the U.S. Open happened, and... That was it. They weren't buddies anymore.
0: Well, well even before that, I think he that. told him, "Hey, man, uh, yeah, you're going to be kind of the next big thing here, and you're learning too much from me." So. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Before that U.S. Open ordeal.
0: Yeah, that, that was that summer. I think uh, kind of told him, "Yeah, <laughs> you're 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 kind of learning too much of the program here."
1: Yogi and Yogi told me that when Ricky rode with twenty fives, you know, he rode with Yogi all the time, every day. They, they went rode at each other's places, and then. Uh, Ricky moved to 250s, and uh, he stopped calling Yogi. Like, yeah, uh, I'm now your competition. I can't, race with, I can't ride with you. So, <laughs> kind of funny.
2: Last year in Dungeons, we were battling those first couple weeks. You know, they basically said the same thing. They admitted it. it. was just like, yeah, we did used to ride together. We were good friends. But we knew once Ryan was on a 450, we were going to be racing each other. It just can't work. Yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't like there is even a secret.
1: So, does James kick Mookie out? Because they're getting close. <laughs> <laughs> what, happen- what happens with that? Yeah, Mookie. Uh, we got to talk. Yeah. Uh, you can't ride here. But this is mom and dad's place. Yeah. Sorry.
2: <laughs> you know when brothers, you know, they share a room and you put the line of duct tape down the center. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: yeah. They're angry. they don't have to do that. Like, you stay to the left side of the track. Yeah. I stay to the right. We're putting a line of tape down.
1: Right. Uh, speaking of Mookie, 8-7. Good ride for him. I, I talked to uh, – Tyler Keith at Troy Lee, and, and they're trying to keep him next year. They want to keep him, but sweet Jesus, they want to put him on a 250. You know, because they only do 250 on the West Coast Supercross. Come so they, they want to put him on a 250F. That's just a, that's a disaster, JT.
0: Yeah, but I mean, what are they going to do? They don't go to the East Coast Supercrosses. Well,
1: so. then don't sign him. Okay,
0: I understand yeah. your side, but what I mean, what do you want them to do? They obviously want to keep the guy, ah. so it's the only option they have. Do you yeah. think that they don't realize that he's probably better on a 450? I'm sure they do. But if you only well, have a 250 and you're only racing one class, it's, you know, what do you, what do you want him to do? If I'm Mookie, I don't go there. Okay. Well, that's different than blaming okay. Troy Lee for it. I'm, you know, blame,
1: like... I'm blaming everybody. Okay. All right. Um, Andrew Short had a good day, JT. I mean, yeah, second moto, he didn't get a start, and then he fell. But uh, that first moto was good. He he was running up front. He got passed by a few guys. He got he regrouped and, and charged hard. And Kennard was all over him at the end. But, but that was a good first moto
0: for Andrew Short. No, it was very, very good. Um, it's a little unfortunate that he's had, like, a great first and then a rough second, you know, crashing in the second moto two weeks in a row. I'd like to take the the two and the four and put those together and right. then the right. 13 and the 14, and they can, they can stay together. You know, that would be yeah. awesome. But yeah. uh, he, at this point, beggars can not be choosers. I mean, to get a second and a fourth, in motos, two weeks back to back, I think we'll take that every time. He um,
1: he he said his bike's a lot better. He, Rob Henderson's been working with him a lot.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. That was uh, he was really excited after practice. They had a new setting, um, and uh, I, I don't even think he really knew too much what it was. I think it was kind of Rob was <laughs> kind of like, "Hey, this is really going to be good. You need to run it." And they tried it, and he loved it. Yeah. So, um, kind of testing at the races doesn't always work, but hey, sometimes mm-hmm. it does.
1: J.T., uh, Weege, I'm going to quiz you, okay? Nope. Name name the rider that has, in eight out of his last, wait, one, two, three, eight out of his last nine motos, he's been 10th or 11th.
2: Oh, Brock Tickle! <laughs> bing, 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 bing. Uh, yeah. That's a... The consistency is unbelievable. I feel, I, I'm actually surprised you're 10th or 11th. I feel like he gets 11th in every moto. Well, he's
1: gotten 11th, uh... One, two, three, four, five. Six times this year, this year in, Six. In, in 14 motos.
2: It's unbelievable. Like, that would be hard to do. It's one thing to be Villapoto and win all the time. But to get eleventh, I don't even know how you pull that off. Yeah. Like, dude, some dudes will crash out. Some guys will have, you know, Josh Grant happened to have a really good day. Tyler Ratray crashed out of practice, didn't even race at all. And somehow, no matter what, though, he just ends up in the exact same spot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's it's real it's talent. Really weird. Right. <laughs> it's a real, real, real talent. <laughs> Um, yeah. Michael Byrne had a bad day, JT.
0: Yeah, didn't go didn't go real well. Um, bike problems in second moto. Yeah, he got a stick stuck in like the shock linkage type area, like literally a stick. What? Yeah, uh, there's some pretty good pictures of it online. Um, I mean, it's it's like a it's actually pretty comical if you look. I'm not even sure how he was able to ride. He was doing Morocco's leap and all this stuff and. I think if he would have known that was there, he would have pulled off immediately. Uh, but I think he was actually – we were laughing last night because he was – I guess he was, like, complaining to himself mid-moto about how bad his bike was handling. <laughs> and we're kind of like, yeah, uh, well, sticks that are rammed inside your linkage. Uh, yeah, that's that's not really the setting we we were looking for. It didn't break? It was that – No, I, and- I was looking at it every lap because I was trying to figure out what the hell it was. I could see it uh, as he went by, and I, I couldn't tell what it was. Um, so he finally, finally ended up just stopping because I guess it was really messing him up, but Jeez. wasn't good.
1: Chad Reed, I felt like Chad had a good day. Second moto, especially first moto, we failed first lap. Uh, second moto was all right though. I mean, the guys right were right in front of him six, seven, eight, nine. You know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it was great by any means. Uh, I think after practice, he was he was confident that it was going to go better. And then, uh, obviously, the first moto, nothing you can do. It just crashed. Um, and then the second moto, just really not still. Even, even though those guys were closer, when you look at it on paper, you're just like, damn. Like, you know, like, it felt good, and it just it's not showing up. So, I guess you're looking for baby steps at this point, but um, I think a good start would have went a long way for him. The second moto is just mm-hmm. still scratching his head a little bit. You know, it's coming around, but I think every weekend it's it's not soon enough, so.
1: Well, at least he's talking to the media more. He talked to Race X on press day. He talked to me after the race. He's not TV that interview. TV interview. He's not that angry yeah.
0: anymore. Well, he hasn't really been that angry when I've talked to him. He's well, just
1: you're, well. You're his buddy, though.
0: Yeah, it's just frustration. You know, it's and, and trust me, last year I was not that I'm Chad Reed, but when you're frustrated week after week, it starts to get numb a little bit. Uh, so, I think he's just he just knows that he's not. A <clears throat> He's not 100% right now, so you, it's hard to stay as angry week after week after week. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know, man. This, you know, the sport needs as many guys up there as possible, and he's one of the biggest names in the sport. So every week, you're just kind of hoping he'll get back up there.
1: Uh, Les Smith, another good day for Les. Leslie, what's his name? What's his full name again? Lester. Lester. Yeah. Lester, what's his middle name? Kind of weird. Jacked
0: up. Yeah, I can't remember. I have to think about it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, good for Lester.
0: Yeah, he runs good. He's strong. That's, yeah. that's his biggest thing is he's in shape. Crashing oh. the first turn of the first moto.
1: Like you uh, said, uh, it reminds me of yourself a little bit, doesn't it?
0: Uh, I think it's Lester Martin Smith. The third? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, Yeah. I feel he's, he's probably a little bit faster than I was most of the time. Um, right. His raw speed, but. Very similar. He just, you know he's not going to get tired. Like, Nick was behind him the second moto, Nick away. And I'm like, eh, I don't think you're going to get him, Nick. Like he's, he's in really good shape. That's what I was thinking to myself. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, but, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a solid guy. And, you know, I, I know he's not a full-fledged member of the team, but he's obviously in our truck, like, you know, all day with us. So I'm obviously rooting for him. He's a fly, you yeah. know, fly rider and all that. So I'm for him.
1: Cole Thompson make the TV at all, Weege? Or did you screw him and Canada along with the sport?
2: Uh, all the above. Everything? Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, I think he... Did he get laughed at one point? I almost feel like he get in for that, so I don't know if that's actually hooking him up or not.
1: Well, here was the thing why I said maybe he got on the TV. Uh, a guy named Davey Coombs told me that, you know, part of the deal with getting on TV up in Canada was that they did have to focus on some Canadian content a little bit here and there. What? Yeah. That's what he told me. So he was like,
2: yeah. We'll, we'll. I've heard nothing about this.
1: Okay, all right. Yeah, he said, like, so we'll have to do something on coal at some point.
2: Oh. Okay. Well, they're running out of time because isn't he moving back up there?
1: Yeah, he is. We'll a little late. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Mike Brown, JT, he might not keep that number.
0: Yeah, it's a little, it's not looking as good. Um, Seven points. Just one of those things, oh. the same, same as kind of Dow this year, it's, the field is deeper. I don't care what Villeman says. It's just tougher. Deep. Just, Last year, uh, Brownie was running inside the top ten multiple occasions. So, I uh, just don't see that in the equation right now. All right.
1: Um, moving to 250s. Yes? You every- know what's
2: funny? What? I knew you were going to move to 250s. This what? is strange. Why? Not mentioned or noticed seen by anyone at all. Do you think anyone, including us, left Redbud saying, Yeah, I was watching Bar Show today, and, like, Completely invisible, and he got fourth in a moto, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he went nine four, and he came from way back in the first moto.
2: Yeah, I was I was watching the first moto; he was hauling ass. Yeah,
1: he was doing well. Yeah, let me
0: see
2: what he not came... mentioned like by anybody.
1: Let me see where yeah. he came came through. He
2: well,
1: hold on, what number is he?
0: Fifty one. Uh, he, he and I he and Lester whatever, Leslie.
2: Lester Arthur or whatever Lester, were down. Lester. They were probably thirty ninth and fortieth, right? Twenty uh,
0: fourth after last
1: one, but yeah, he was definitely way further back than that. That's for sure.
2: Like, he rode good, but I don't think anyone noticed. Like, he was fourth in that second moto, which was a problem because the top three were so close that no one was probably watching fourth. Uh, and then the first moto, yeah, obviously down like 9-4, but man, he rode good, and it's just one of those things no one's going well,
1: really to realize. It. We didn't talk about Trey much either, you know? I, um, yeah.
2: But. Yeah, Trey was good at the beginning of that first moto, especially. He was.
1: Yeah, I wish he, wish he hadn't up. fallen. Didn't he fall?
2: Yeah, but luckily it was just a, a yeah. little tip over. Like, I mean. He's had some, over the years, he's had some big crashes. So we, we had missed it at first. Mm-hmm. We heard Canard's down. I'm like, no, no, no. And then it was just a tip over. Right, right. It wasn't a Southwick Southwick crash. Yeah,
1: both guys, fourth and fifth, um, they've been good, you know. Um, there's not a lot. Yep. I feel like, you know, Barsha started a lot stronger than Trey. But uh, Trey's caught him as of late, you know, uh, overalls. Funny thing is, yep. is, is, is Trey, Barsha's got more 450 national experience than Trey does. Which is weird to think about. Yeah. He totally does, though. Right. It's just weird to think about that. Yeah. yeah. Um. After after I uh, interviewed Villapoto in the truck, he uh, we're talking about Washugel, and he was like, he's like, what, what, "What am I gonna win it?" He asked me, "Am I gonna win it?" I'm like, "I don't know, dude. Weird shit happens to you all the time." And He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "It's it's, it's weird, man." And he goes, uh, "I think that's the only track I haven't got a win on." And I go, uh, "Yeah, I think so." Is that either one of you guys can think of somewhere where Villapoto didn't win? I, I I thought Texas, but he's like, no, I won in the light class there. Um. Elsinore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one, JT. Uh, uh, I got nothing. Utah, uh, Elsinore. No, nah, I mean, all joking aside, he's 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 pretty good. So usually wins. He's got it. Let's hope he breaks that streak this year in front of his hometown fans. Well, if you're a dungeon, you don't hope that. But no,
1: I know. But I, I do like. To, would like to see him break this. Break the the jinx. It's pretty funny at this point how how weird stuff keeps happening. He even brought up like that moto that Trey uh, broke his leg and he was gone. It's like, dude, I was I was gone. I would have won that, and just that happened. And then my goggle lens popped out, and that happened. And then I crashed when I was like third in, in place for the overall. I crashed and tipped over or whatever. So.
2: One year his bike just blew up in the first moto. Yeah. One yeah. year, at 250. You know what is weird, though, about it? You know, normally it's a hometown track, and usually something about that terrain is usually what works like. Dungy's obviously really good in sand in general, and his track, his home track, Millville, is sandy. Like, it kind of goes hand-in-hand. Hand. But I do feel like Washougal, being known for as slippery as it is, is not the best track for him. Like, it almost doesn't matter if it's Filipino, he's going to be fast no matter what. But I feel like it doesn't play to his strengths as much as other tracks, which is weird, considering that's where he's from
1: yeah, I'd agree with that for sure um yeah, moving to two fifties first uh, we both did a we all did a um racer x rapid reaction to eli Tomac's signing, but i want to touch on it a little bit more in this podcast um r c h was going for him um weed you said you heard from the r c h guys that he made a big mistake shocker um
2: one of, one of the guys over there uh, said that, yeah, yeah, don't take much out of that. That's, no, no, no. Somebody, but, it's but, like the, somebody has to say that. Well, no, the the,
1: the say point that. I was going to make was I talked to the JGR guys, and they were like, yeah, yeah, I can't believe he did that. I cannot believe he went back there. It's, <laughs> just, it's just so funny. Like, these people, they're, they're clearly biased. We all know that. But yeah. like, do they think yeah. that we in the media are just going to go, oh, yeah, man, oh, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> um, but, but, but he did. He, you know, he, he tried the Yamaha. He tried a Suzuki. Uh, went back to Geico Honda. I, are we all in agreement that that's the best move for him? I, I know I wrote that, and I really do believe that. I never understood in the first place, you know, why he wanted to leave. Maybe it was money, but um, you know, if he didn't like the bike, I truly believe that Honda is going to make that thing uh, much better next year. Uh, do we all? JT, start with you. Good move for him. It's that time again. Thanks for listening to the Racer X Podcast Show, brought to you by BTOsports.com presented by ThorMX. I appreciate it. Don't forget to click on the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com to help out PulpMX.com. We appreciate it. Listen to these commercials. Buy from these sponsors. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.
0: Racer RacerX Podcast Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and
2: the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that
0: supports us.
2: us. We at BTO Sports want
1: to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Racer X Podcast Show. Use coupon
0: code. Code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. 2013, JT Racing enters its next generation with the all-new Evolve Light, ProTech,
2: Enduro, and Limited Edition collections, taking quality and innovation to a whole new level. Also available in youth sizes, each collection is built with high-grade
0: materials offering its own unique characteristics to meet the demands of today's riders, both recreationally and competitively. To find a dealer or view the entire collection
1: online, log on to JTRacingUSA.com championship proven many motocross apparel brands make that claim but only thor can back it up as america's first motocross apparel brand thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance race wear on the market for the past 45 years with champions like ryan villopoto blake baggett and dean wilson to name a few our products truly are championship proven to see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official race wear of Supercross.
0: Yeah, I think I think overall it's, you know, probably the right move. I, I, I don't really think there was a wrong move in this situation. Uh, everyone that was after him has really good programs, I feel like. Um, but he knows what he's going to get there. Um, I think the the guidance around him with Haraka Windham, his dad, um, I think it's a good spot to be in. And yeah, Han is is even if he doesn't love the bike right now, they're gonna sort it out. They're those guys are really smart over there. They have a lot of resources to to make him more comfortable. Um, yeah, I just think overall changing isn't isn't necessarily a good thing when you're when you've have found success, so uh, he's going to have a great teammate in will Hahn, he knows so that atmosphere is going to be really good in the truck where if you' go to Caley you don't know how that's going to go with Bill poto if you go you know what I mean, you never really know how things are on a new team until you get there you know it 's like the whole uh recruiting thing for college or anything like they they sell you on something and everything is roses, but when you get there and reality sets in, maybe it 's not the same situation that they sold you on so um, he's going to be able to avoid that, and it's going to be an easy transition. And yeah. uh, I, I would see, you know, bright days ahead for him over there.
1: And they're, they're getting another truck, the Geico guys, too. They're getting right. another truck uh, for the 450 guys. So. Well, yeah,
0: I would assume they would have to. They have yeah. a lot of guys on that team. So,
1: yeah. And um, also speaking of the Geico guys, too, like their team's set. Bogle's coming back. But is moving up. Uh, Zach Osborne will be there. Zach Bell will be there. And uh, so they're all set. And that Mitch is mostly set too, so if you're talking a silly season, it looks like those two teams, teams, two biggest ones, and the 250 class are good to go. Yeah,
0: if you if you look at their program, man, arguably they have the most successful kind of um, amateur to pro program going on out there. It used to be Team Green far and away. Couldn't even argue it. Couldn't even talk about any anybody else. But man, that Geico Honda program is really kind of taking the reins here lately. It seems like. We'd you okay with what Tomac did, or are you angry?
2: Yeah, not angry. Not, I'm not, no reason to be angry. I, I <laughs> when we when we said it, I think there were some people that were like, "Why is this even big news? If he's staying in the same team." Like, who didn't think he was going there? But I mean, it was very, very real—the possibility he was gone. Um, to the point where, when uh, Jeff Myshai, the co-owner, told me, I think on Monday, he said, "Here's the deal. Looks like it's going to happen," but he's like, two months ago, we thought." For sure, he was done. We had no shot at keeping him. Um, Because I think the money that was being dangled from these other deals, they were just like, this is all we can do. If they're going to offer you that much, I mean, we can't stop you. And it's really strange. I think only in this sport does it work this way. They basically were like, you know, we're saying that he rode these other bikes, which technically you shouldn't even be allowed to do, right? Right. Like He's under contract with them until October, even for this year. And they full-on said, we'll take that part out of your contract right now. Go ride the other bikes. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just do whatever it took to prevent him from leaving? But only in this sport, the rider's mental you know, state of having support from the team is so critical that they were like, if there's even 1% of him that maybe had a doubt that he wanted to stay, then it's probably not good to keep him. So yeah. you have to let them see the grass is not greener on the other side. You have to... Uh, uh, if you love someone, set them free. So they had to let him go, ride other bikes, <laughs> talk to other teams, and really, really know he wanted to stay. So in the end, it worked out better that they did that. But can you imagine that in any other sport? Like, go ahead, get courted oh. by the other teams. You would never do that.
1: No, it's weird. It's uh, it's totally unique to our sport. You're right. And, and people will often have another year in a, in a contract. Uh, will Hahn uh, at Star Racing had another year. They Star Racing, just see you later. Um, you know, Troy Adams uh, actually had to sue uh um Holligan Racing there, Samsung, to get to get his deal paid. It works both ways, JT. You've been there. Sometimes you'll have a contract, it won't matter. Other times you won't have a contract, it will matter. It's just it's bizarre.
0: Yeah, and I think overall that that was a, <clears throat> was a bold move by Geico, but I think it was the right one. Um if you're really confident in your program and, and what you have to offer and all these things it's almost a good idea, like, hey, go check out what everybody else has going on. You know, go yeah. see what's out there. Go test the waters. We're confident in what we have and what we can offer you that you're going to want to be here, you know. Yeah. Because until you do that, he's been at that team since he turned pro. So you always hear, oh, man, their bike's so good, their program's so good. And yeah. like I said, they're they're all these other teams are selling him on all this stuff. So until he really goes out there, is around the guys, around the bikes, tries everything – it's always that what-if scenario. And then I just think at the end of the day, it was kind of like, hey, man, it's, it's actually pretty good over here. We're, we're winning. We're doing well. Like, you know, let's just, let's just keep the ball rolling over here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well,
1: Roxanne and Tomac tied. Both were pretty good. Tomac uh, crashed in that second moto. Otherwise, I mean, do we think he would have won? Weege, it would have been, been close. I don't think you can say for sure. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Now, we've got to be careful because I know that we've all been saying, like, it's coming down to Tomax starts, But I don't think any of us mean that where he's clearly better than Roxanne. It's just yeah. the story writes itself automatically. We don't know, like, what no. will happen if they ever get to battle each other. But we do know when Tomax starts 20th, ain't going to happen. And send him into the crash. Like, he he was faster lap time-wise. But I think you got to show Roxon the respect and not just assume he would have just rolled him.
1: Wow. Even, even in, a, in that second moto, uh, Tomac was hammering down. Roxen was still faster. So
2: No, that's not true.
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Roxon was matching him or, or going faster at, at certain points in that second moto. When Tomac was on the charge in the second moto.
2: Tomac, they, they both were getting faster at the same rate. Like, Tomac was doing a 221 and Roxon a 224. Roxon dropped it to 221, and then Tomac went to 218. Like, it was ridiculous. Like,. Roxon matched the time that Tomac set in, so then Tomac just went even faster than that. I mean, he got it from say thirteen to seven or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I I mean, again, I wouldn't worry too much. I think you know, Roxon was pacing himself at that point.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, some people might look at those times and say, "Dude, Tomac would have killed it." Just look at the lap times. But I don't think you can say that. Right. He was faster, but it was Roxon's good man. It's not a guarantee.
1: I'm telling you, I'm going to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure after Tomac got up from his fall. He was on the gas, and Roxton was still faster. You know, and then, and then at some point, Tomac kicked it into overdrive.
2: I think you look, if you can figure out what lap Tomac was in second, I think you'll see he was making up pretty yeah, yeah maybe,
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe once he was in second, okay. Yeah, um, but, uh, but yeah when, when I say that, you know, it boils down to Eli Tomac starts. I just mean, like, the battle boils down to Eli Tomac starts. Not, like, he, Eli Tomac would win. Just, right, they would right. battle if, if Tomac could get a start. Um,
2: it's bizarre how much they have not battled, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, how it is. How does this happen? No, one guy's gone. Other guy's has some troubles. Um, Jeremy Martin, third overall, weech.
2: Jeremy Suck Martin. Suck it, max.
0: What? Suck it, max. Suck it, max. <laughs> Suck it, max. Are you still like
1: eh
2: on Jeremy
0: Martin?
1: Uh no, no, no. I don't think I am. Could you kind of just? I never really thought of that. I need, to, I need to give it more thought. I don't think so, though. Um, that's a good ride. Uh, Marvin Muscan and him tied four three three four, But uh, Martin got the overall. Uh, he was strong. His fitness was good. It's got to be, you know, most people talk about talk about Cooper on that team. Kyle Cunningham's been the highest-placing guy the last two weeks, and then this week, Jerry Martin was with a third. So, Cooper gets a lot of hype, and rightfully so. He's pretty fast, and he, he looks great, but... Uh, Cunningham beat him again. Cooper Webb again in the points. Cunningham got sixth overall this week and Good ride for him. Uh, it was a good ride for Yamaha. Look at three, three Yamahas in the top, uh, top seven. Who, ne- who needs EFI, JT?
0: Uh, I would say pretty much everyone out there, but they, they uh, overcame anyway.
1: Sealy had a good day. Did you guys see his uh, finish line antics? I did, yes. Oh, thought he was going to die. What did he do? He caught a foot peg when he was scrubbing. Yeah, I think feet. he just yeah.
0: scrubbed it. Yeah. But same, like, Wyndham deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, same, same thing. Ouch. Uh, Weege
0: Osborne. I didn't see this. What no, happened? he
1: did not crash. He had full flying W, though, over the finish, Ow. like legs straight up in the air. It was crazy. Oh, yeah,
0: there's on pretty much everyone's Twitter. Yeah. Including his own.
1: Uh, Weege Osborne had a bad first moto and, uh, and great second moto.
2: Yeah, well first that second motor thing was a really disappointment because he he let Tomac pass him, which doesn't normally happen with teammates at the beginning of the race, but I think he knew Roxham was getting away. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not gonna keep Joe Roxham, but maybe I can just hook up with Eli and help help myself out. Yeah. And then two feet later, Tomac falls and they both crash into each other. So so much for that. Um, yeah, Tomac called it it cal-
1: Tomac called it karma after the race in my interview with him.
2: Oh, like if someone gifts you? Yeah, yeah. It's not going to work out.
1: Right, right, yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks, Zach, but, yeah, we're, we're not helping the moto gods here.
2: But, Zach, uh, he says it's arm pump in the first moto, and, I mean, it is, I, I can't argue that it's night and day. He's a totally different guy in these first and second motos. He's almost as competitive as you could ever ask him to be in the second motos. I mean, maybe he's not quite, Rock Center, Tomac level, not quite, but he's damn good in the second motos.
1: Yeah. yeah. First moto,
2: though, they've been bad. Weird. Yeah. Cannot well, fix this problem.
1: And his teammate, Will Holland, too, wasn't very good this weekend either. He was very upset with himself afterwards. Started well. Again, got another hole shot. Is he leading that thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he got the double bonus points and everything else. Could
2: Didn't even race the first couple rounds.
1: Could you recite that, Motorcycle Superstore, the whole little paragraph, um, uh, you know, just off the top of your head? Uh Yeah. Yeah, you, you say it all the time.
2: Got a lot of practice. Yeah, yeah. Me and Michael Lessy. I think we have it down. <laughs>
1: um,
0: Michael Lessy's stressing over that right now. Stressing.
1: Can someone tell me who told Michael Lessy to wear a Chicago Blackhawks jersey in Michigan? <laughs> Look, I'm a hockey fan, right? We, we're, I'm probably the only hockey fan listening to this. Um, and yes, you fly into Chicago. Normally, I did. I flew into Chicago and drove. Um, a lot of people flying to Chicago, coming from the West. So there is a Chicago aspect to Red Bud. However, if we were to take a poll of the people at Red Bud, wearing a Chicago Blackhawks jersey for the Prairie Lap would would not be kosher with most people there. Yes, they won the Stanley Cup. Yes, we're close to Illinois. Yes, we're close to uh, Indiana. But that is Red Wing country. <laughs>
0: um, I, I think that you're missing the point that they won the championship, and Mike Elesse will do anything to get fan approval.
1: But that's it's, not getting fan approval.
0: That's not working. They, but he doesn't know that Chicago actually beat Detroit in the playoffs. He doesn't. He doesn't know this. <laughs> He's like, oh, where are we flying into Chicago? Oh, okay. What do they do? Oh, they won a hockey thing. Let's get some. Somebody go get a jersey. Somebody <laughs> go get a jersey Look, right now, uh,
1: Mike. I saw. I saw it. I'm just ah, oh, Mike. We're in Michigan. Chicago beat Detroit for, to get to the cup. Oh. Um. Yeah.
2: It's just so classic then.
1: <laughs> it is, isn't it? Isn't it?
2: Oh, I love it.
1: It's Unlessy uh, Weekly this week will be slash 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 comp the fans. <laughs> <laughs> the comp the fans this week. We, and we don't know why. We're not sure.
0: Medley. Blackhawks. <laughs>
1: uh. Cole Seeley had another good race. Good for him. Blake Baggett, Weege. What's going on there?
2: Uh, virus, apparently, and he might be out for a while.
1: Oh, really? That's the word. Oh.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it really is a virus, but that's what they say. Well,
1: that's what they told me about. Well, well, they didn't tell me about the Blake Warden. but did you notice Blake Warden wasn't there?
2: Oh, wait. I thought that's who you said. Who'd you say? Anderson? Baggett. Oh, oh, sorry, wrong Blake. No, I have no idea why he. was he? Just barely top ten, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay, okay so so Blake Baggett does not sorry. have a, does yeah, not, not have a, a virus. Not a huge.
2: The champ is not out. Sorry, I okay. thought you said Wharton. Oh. Uh, um, yeah, and normally even when he does badly, uh, he'll he'll, you know, give you an interview and tell you that he sucks sucks. But uh, you know what? <clears throat> I saw him and his dad like literally with their heads down, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother him.
1: Yeah. They yeah. clearly
2: have nothing, nothing good. To, all they're going to say is, we don't know what's wrong. We suck. Right, right. Like, you're not going to get in out of it. He was bombed.
1: Can I get uh Weird. I
2: mean, two weeks ago, you thought he was about to make a move, oh, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Oh, for sure. It's vintage Blake Baggett at, at Buds Creek. And now he is, well, we talked about this on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, but uh, he is right now 53, 65 points down. It's over. Mm. It's over. Trey Canard came back from, like, 51 or something on Porcel. Oh,
2: my God. 60-some points down?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 60. Yeah. But wow. he only had to deal with one guy. Right. Come back on one guy. Right.
1: Jason Anderson was fast at Red Bud. Man, he, had the, he was fast in that first moto. Then he had a crash. He came in. He had a rear flat and a front wheel spokes gone. I don't know how that happens. But in one crash, <laughs> flat tire and, uh, and spokes. I don't know. Both wheels had to get changed. So, I would like to have seen what Jason Anderson could have done in that first moto. He was on the gas. It was
0: like a NASCAR pit stop.
1: He was on the gas, man. Um, and he qualified good, too. So, like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything. But he was moving up from the back. He was as high as, uh, got up to sixth. And I think he was uh, coming on from there. So...
0: um. Adam Cirillo, JT, thoughts? Well, first moto was what you know, kind of what we've seen from him, and then the second moto, you don't really know. He had a, he had a kind of a strange crash, um, just caught an edge there, and uh, yeah, then he was just you know, he was over at that point. But right. um, I don't know. I mean, like we've talked about, he's he's coming back from being sick. He's still really light. Needs to get stronger. I mean. When you look at him, even though he's, you know, 16 or 17 or whatever, however old he is, he looks like he's 14. So. Uh, I would go with 12, even. Yeah. Just uh, to beat the guys that are winning these races right now, he's just going to have to grow up a little bit. It's not his fault. I I don't think he. Are you saying he's he's immature? (laughs) (laughs) I just think uh, these guys are just stronger yet. You know, the talent's there. Um, He's. He's going to have the program and the timing's right. He's just not—he's just not strong enough, and, and his body's not there yet. So, mm-hmm. uh, hmm. you know, he has a long mind. contract with Mitch. Um, there's no reason to panic. It's just—he just, just right. everyone—everyone just needs to be patient and calm down, and it'll be fine.
2: I was going to say, almost makes you wonder why there's such a mad rush to race, race Hangtown, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> oh, we. Each. Like, I'm just. <laughs> Here, here's the danger zone he's going to get into now. And, again, I know that he missed the first four races. That was not the plan. Like, they did not know that he was gonna, that was going to happen when they decided to turn pro. But we're only a few weeks away from where he would have been racing after Loretta's anyway. And at this point, I mean, <clears throat> we got a weekend off. He could turn around. He could get a fifth or, or a really good moto at some point, and then it will be like, okay, things are on the right track. But if he does not, then it's going to be like, uh, you skipped all the amateur stuff. And what did you really get from the National news Race? And I know he missed four of them. That wasn't his fault. But we're getting close to where he would have entered anyway. So there might be more fodder coming his way.
1: I, uh, Tim Cotter had another awesome announcing moment. Fodder or Cotter? Cotter. Okay. Tim Cotter had an awesome announcing moment. TCAM. Uh, after a scene, Cirillo goes down. And I didn't see the – I saw the, the – I saw him go off the thing, and then I saw a yellow flag. So was it a bad crash, JT? I mean,
0: uh, it was high speed. Okay, and that, that was kind of what they kept repeating. It was high speed. Uh, I, I didn't but, see it live, so I was kind of like, "Oh man, that's uh, not good." Like he—he's yeah, yeah. not the biggest kid in the world. Uh, I was worried. I was worried about him to be oh, honest with you. And stopped. then I watched it. On, I watched it, the video of it, and I was like, "Eh, he's fine."
1: Tim Carter was uh, announcing, and I liked him. He's a good guy. He's Adam seen
0: Cirillo, welcome to Pro Motocross! Yeah, I thought that was a little unnecessary.
1: And so did, his, so did Adam's uh, dad, too. Um, yeah, and it, like, Tim,
0: like, w- have you ever been out there, Tim Cotter?
1: Yeah. You would get your ass kicked out there. Welcome to Pro Motocross. Uh, we're going to throw you on the ground at speed. Like, yeah. really?
0: What? Like, you're, you're going to do this about one of our brightest up-and-coming kids racing? Yeah, like... Yeah, like, what? what is this? Uh, are we at some kind of... Is this a gang?
1: I, I don't know. I felt like it was like... A little uncalled for.
0: I did, too. I wasn't happy about it. Okay. I didn't didn't have any, you know, dog in the fight, and I was still kind of like, come on, dude. Right.
1: Weech, can I get a verdict announcing, guy?
2: Oh, yeah. I didn't hear this, but hearing what you just said, that's ridiculous. Right. Even in any way, shape, or form, like, I think there probably are some riders out there that because of the hype he gets, and I think it sucks for him because I don't think he ever tries to get that hype. Like, it was just annoyed to him. Like, I don't... Yeah. And You and Cincinnati got to know each other because literally he's a fan of your sport and literally is a fan of the Pulp Show and your website and RacerX and all that. You know what I mean? Like He didn't call you and be like, I need to suck up to Steve Mathis because he's in the media.
1: Right.
2: Um, I think people get that impression that's totally not the way it is. He really likes the sport, and he really follows stuff that makes him more high profile because he knows us. But I do think there are some riders out there that take pleasure in passing him. Which I think sucks for him because he didn't yeah. do anything to deserve that. Uh, well, I, had, yeah, I just hate that there's that attitude out there sometimes. I had like, one rider getting with he deserves or something.
1: I had one rider to ask me, uh, "What do I thought of Baby Jesus?" And I'm like, "Huh?" See? He goes, baby, "Baby Jesus." He's like, "Adam," and I'm like, "Oh, I did chuckle. Oh. I did chuckle." But uh, <laughs> uh, um, you know, so that's that's one rider saying, "You know, what do you think of Baby Jesus?" So that that's out there, do, but uh, do
2: any of us ever have proof of Central actually doing anything like that?
1: Well, look, right? But look, look, look and, I, and I like Adam, but yeah. maybe when Alpine Star comes to you and wants to put you in a two-page ad, and you're you're 12, maybe you say no. Why? I don't know. Because that gets people that's... going, you know. You know, but what, what? I mean, look, I'm not saying that. I'm just. No, that's that's ridiculous. You want you want riders to call you baby Jesus when they no, but that's open, not fair. When they flip, there's o- all kinds of kids in ads. When you flip flip open a racer X and you see a two page ad of a kid who, you know, is an amateur rider, that might make you a little bitter. It doesn't make me bitter, but I could understand. Well, I, that's
0: that's on them. Of that's course, them. you can't
2: say no to that. That's, that's on them.
0: If I'm a parent or if I'm a rider, why would you not like? Your twelve-year-old kid, of course, yeah, that's awesome. Why would we not want that for I, our kid? Like, I would want it for my kid. I don't even have a kid. I mean, that mm-hmm. is on the rider being bitter, one hundred percent. Okay, you, you have a personal problem. You're bitter. You need to get over it.
1: Okay, all right.
0: That's my personal and, opinion. And anyone who has I a problem with that can call me out on it. We were that's just ridiculous. Well, we
1: were yeah. just talking it's about ridiculous. Weege thinks that riders are taking pleasure in passing him. I mentioned a rider called him Baby Jesus, and now I'm summarizing, summarizing that maybe it was due to this ad, or, you know, not the ad, but all this hype, and that's why. That's why he gets baby Jesus' name, and that's why we
2: each think guys We agree with are... you on that, but right. we don't agree with you on saying maybe he should have turned the ad down. That's ridiculous.
1: Well, I didn't say he should have. I, maybe. Maybe. Oh. Maybe. maybe. You know,
2: I know, for example, you know, last year when he was um, working with Ping to get ready for Monster Cup, and we were like, sweet, man, Ping, can you get an interview? Can you do a video? Yeah. And he's like, no, because he figures like... If he does an interview, they'll be like, "Ah, oh, everybody blows Cirillo You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no. Like, he, he was like, "I don't want to do anything because anytime I do anything, they just complain that I get too much hype." So I'd rather do nothing. No, like, I think he's even aware of it. Like yeah, he's trying not to.
1: No, he's ditched the pulp show because of that. The last few weeks, he won't come on. He said, "It's all, he goes, I got nothing to talk about. I don't need people to think that I'm going out seeking publicity."
0: He yeah, goes, I, I want. I dare someone to find me somewhere in print or just audio, and it just just a personal recount of an issue where he's. Been cocky, talked about how great he is, done anything to bring on all this, you know? Yeah. Attention, like that's no. that's not on him. Like I, I don't, I don't follow. I, I'm the, not a fan of people hating him for that.
1: I don't follow the amateur stuff, but I've never seen it from him. I've seen nothing but respect, and like these guys are gnarly, and I'm working on it, and I'm trying hard, and you know. Yeah, I don't like that. Stuff. That's
0: not. I mean, riders can yeah, I agree. like yeah. or not like whoever, but for people, just you know what I mean. I don't think he's brought that on himself.
1: He, uh, he texted me after the race and said, why are you ditching me? And then I, I said, uh, why, because I didn't interview He said, no, I don't want to do an interview with you, but you didn't come by at all, which I didn't. But, I mean, you know, again, he didn't want an interview. That's not why he said that. that D- doesn't care. You yeah. Know? So there is that part of it.
2: Also, uh, I think, you know, he's obviously had good support and sponsorship for a long time. Um, that's because he's good. Like, <laughs> sports are the only – Sports are like the only thing on Earth where, pretty much, if you're good, that really makes the difference. Like, because you do see or hear people say, like, "But what if what if he? What if this guy had the Team Green support from back then?" Like, uh, I know. The yeah. cool thing about Adam is that he literally does not come from motocross family at all. Like, he just saw Supercross on TV when he was like four, and said, "I want you to get a dirt bike," and happened to be really good. Like, you cannot. He wasn't gifted anything. They didn't have any connections. He's not someone's kid, son, uncle. Uh, Well, he's someone's kid.
1: He's Adam. He's Alan C. and Cirillo's kid. He's not actually actually baby Jesus, Weege. He's not actually baby Jesus.
2: Oh, okay. Well, we have proof now. (laughs) Right. Unless unless there's something about his dad we don't know. Right, right. Uh, That he is God. But, like, he literally just built himself up. He got what he got because he's fast and he's good. I, I hate when people think that riders, this happens all the time in the amateur ranks. Like, Riders are accused of getting unfair advantages, and I'm like, yeah, they, the ones that are fast get the good bikes. That's why.
0: Right. Well, there's, an, there's another aspect to it, too, with all the, the interviews and everything. He's a good interview. He's a smart kid. Yep. He's well-spoken. Yep. It's sports marketing. We, you know, at my job now, we want to market people that can sell product. He relates to people. People want to hear what he has to say. He's intelligent when he speaks. Maybe other riders that are bitter should take lessons from a 16-year-old kid on it.
1: That's the old Nick Way example I've brought up a hundred times. You know, there's definitely some guys that have told me over the years, why does Nick Way make all this money and get all this support? I'd be like, "Have have you heard him with fans? Have you heard him on TV shows or radio shows? Like, you know, the guy's a good dude. He's funny. He's a good interview. Nick Way's made a lot of money and has made the podium. Well, he won a national, but a big bike. He's made a podium, what, four times, JT? Five times?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, it was six. There was, there was a few in there. Right,
1: but I'm just saying, yep. that's part of it, though. That whole thing is part of it. Absolutely, and, it's marketing. And as a media guy, I'd much rather talk to Adam Cincerello than some Neanderthal rider that I get nothing out of. So yes. I, will, if I if they're standing beside each other, uh, I will go talk to a- Adam because he'll make a joke, he will laugh, he will give me information, uh, he will sound smart doing it, and some other rider will be like, my tires were good.
0: Yep. You know. When I got into this business, someone told me, We sponsor people to sell things. That's it. We're not, we're not, it's not a charity. Was that that John Knowles? Was that John Knowles? No, but (laughs) it's not a charity. We don't do it because we we think it's cool or we want to help people out. We do this because we want to market our products so then we sell more things. So you take that into account. You want to hire people that are going to represent your product. People are going to want to hear what they have to say. They're going to want to talk to them. They relate to them. I mean, these are important things that it's not just about results. Yes, results are important. But it, there's more to it than that. There's just more to it. And Adam has those traits. So, of course, he's going to get interviews when he's winning. Why would you not?
1: Right. Um, although,
0: yeah, all right, well said. All right. He's
2: going to get hated because we just talked about him for five minutes and he didn't even get top ten. So.
0: No, it's, it, it just bums me out. When I, I hear all the haters and people like almost chuckling that he's doing bad. There's a little bit of that. Yeah, there is a, No, a, there's there's, is, no there, there is, without a doubt. And I'm just like, why do you hate the kid? Like, that's what I always say. Show me where he's been a jerk, where he's been cocky to you, where he has brought any of this on. Please show me that. And then when you show me that, I'll laugh with you. There's someone that keeps
1: posting on his Instagram, no one cares. I don't know who that is. but
0: <laughs> Well, that's because he's dating your wife. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, I agree. I agree with all that.
2: Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree but, more. But here's I
1: a th- th- one last thing. And again, I like the kid. I like the, I like the dad. Uh, I think he's got a good future. But here's the thing. And we, you, you can back me on this. Show me in history a highly touted amateur kid that comes out of amateurs, gets beat, I don't want to say badly, but gets beat the way Adam's been beat in six motos and turns it around. He's far off from turning it around. Well, He's probably going to the rest of the year. I don't see the rest of the year getting much better. JT, you would mentioned maybe a fifth or sixth. He needs to start getting fifths and sixths ASAP, in my opinion. Weege, do you agree?
2: Well, like, that's just that's my point all along with the, right. the risk you're taking by turning pro that early. And it's a couple of things. Okay, we're already saying physically he needs to be a little bit bigger. The only way to solve that really is time. And they didn't take time. They actually moved forward. Uh He never really raced 250F, and he missed time even this spring uh, with injuries when he would have done some more racing. So I just feel like that's the risk that you take by signing up early. Um, So that's where you're at now, and it could work out fine, but this is a risk now where he's getting beat pretty bad, and that doesn't help your odds. That's what I'm saying. I, I
0: I agree with you guys to a point, but many times when it doesn't work out, it's because he doesn't get a ride or he loses his opportunity. That's not going to happen for a long time with him. Yeah, that's true. And and also, to that point, most of the time, uh, I know this has kind of changed with, you know, a lot of these kids are just debuting outdoors now, but it used to be no matter what, you race Loretta's, then you went pro. Like, that was just how it was. I don't care who you were, that's how it worked. Well, in that system, you only had one, two, three races, tops, after Loretta's, to kind of go out there, a lot of guys struggled. A lot of these guys didn't do that great. But then they got six months off to practice or do whatever. They learned, they matured, and then they came out swinging. So I think it's a little bit foolish for a lot of people like, eh, you know, it's clearly not working out, whatever. I I really do feel that he's going to race all summer. He's, He's taking his lumps right now. It's probably humbling him a lot. He's he's probably kind of figuring out, like, you know, this is no joke. And I really do feel like next year, you're going to see a much different since really he's going to be older, stronger, all those things that we're talking about with his body. He needs to get bigger and and all these things grow up. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a, a completely different story next year. Okay. Well,
2: two yeah. two points I want to make. I think he did get screwed by missing Hangtown because. Um, Those kids that come in and they're just motoring, motoring, motoring when everyone's doing Supercross, they always come in with an upper hand at the opening rounds. And you've seen with Webb right now, it's leveling off now. Like the third moto of the year, he got a third. He hasn't quite been that good since. The other dudes are Supercross in the past. They got their program dialed and leveling off. Cincirlo didn't get the chance to get that drop on the field. I mean, Tomac, Barsha, every one of those dudes that started at Hangtown, had those first couple of rounds go awesome, and then it leveled off. Those are the rounds Central missed, so he got screwed there. The other thing is uh, Kevin Wyndham. His first year was 1995, his first full year, and like he got sick, and I think he missed most of the nationals. He had mono or something, and then the next year, just because of the off season and just him being so damn talented and good, by '96 he was just an ass kicking machine. He just won the West Coast title. Won a bunch of nationals. Like, it didn't even matter how many setbacks he had had his first year. He was just too good to be denied. And like JT said, he was on Team Yamaha the whole time, so he had support. Sometimes guys are just too good for any amount of setbacks to even matter. Somebody, as long as they don't get hurt real bad.
1: Someone hit me up on Twitter. Go through the vault. Find Kevin Windham's 95 results outdoors. Let's see what they
2: were. Somebody said that. I don't even know if he raced one.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Um, he had
2: mono and was out for months. Yeah. He missed almost all of it. And then... Then look at his results in 96. It mattered, not a one.
1: Right, right. And nobody was like, oh, God, because there was no podcasting back then.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Jesse Wentland, 15th overall. Good for him. Hey, Br- Brady Kiesel,
0: 13th wow. in that first moto. Yeah, I've been, I've been watching him for a few weeks. Right, um, right. He's, in, he's in really good shape, and uh, he tries really hard. He's kind of one of those kids that I'm kind of like, at my other job, I'm kind of like, yeah, I kind of want him wearing our clothes. Um he just tries hard. Like, I, I like the way he goes yeah, about it. Yeah. His bike blew up right in front of me, the second moto. So, it uh, would have been, you know, so he would have had a good overall, but wasn't he, his
1: fault. He went from 11.10 to Rock River, but his bike blew up.
0: I'm, a, I'm assuming his bike blew up, it stopped running, and then he didn't, you know, right, right, he right. just sat there. So, yeah. no, I may not be fair to assume that, but it seemed like that. No, it.
1: I'm sure it is. I'm just making the joke about 11.10.
0: I oh. know, but I, I hate, because there's Yamaha people that listen to this, all that stuff. Like, I, I'm, I'm just assuming that, so.
1: Well, uh, the last three, three of the last four motors have been very good for him. I've been watching him too, JT. He's, you know, five fifty six, so he's got the high, the high number out there, and he's doing well. Um, Dakota Kessler, weach, twenty two, twenty three, just on the verge.
0: Ooh,
1: scoring points. I tried to get another photo for you this week. Couldn't do it. Walk, walked by the van a couple times. Couldn't do it. My mission. Race van. The the KPS van.
2: Oh, Kessler van. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, hey. I don't think Marvin Muscan is a big fan of Dakota Kessler. Why? Well, he kind of got in there when, when Muscan crashed. Um, I don't think he meant to, but Muscan was kind of trying to get around him and he, and he crashed there. But hmm. neither here nor there.
1: Uh, hey, Weege, if you had to start a team tomorrow and we're seven rounds into the Nationals and they said you have to pick Jeremy Martin or Cooper Webb, who do you pick?
2: Uh, I still think I go with Webb. I still think I go with Webb. And the reason why I feel like with those two, uh, I think Martin's strength is strength. I said this before. I think, like, endurance and all that are, are really his strength. But I feel like the raw speed upside of Webb is a little higher. And in the end, we all know that's what most teams are built around.
0: JT? Yeah. You know? Uh, it's it's between Martin and Webb, right? Oh, it's uh, Kiesel and Kessler. Yeah. I w- I w- just making sure, guy. Don't be an asshole. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of a toss-up at this point. Um, you know, Jeremy has a whole year on him at this point. And Cooper's... Wait, wait, wait. Uh, a year? What do you mean a year? Well, Jeremy Martin raced last year.
1: Yeah, can we talk about that a little bit? What is, does that mean? He's a rookie or not? What, what's well, I'm just, he's a rookie.
0: well, can we talk about why you questioned he had a year on him?
1: Well, yeah, he doesn't have a year on him. He doesn't have a year. Well, he made the, he close made enough. He,
0: yeah. Well, okay. He went pro last year. He had all, a whole offseason. Close only He raced Supercross. And, and he's racing Nationals again.
1: Horseshoes and hand grenades. That's what yeah, close whatever. counts. Well, uh, hold on a second, though. Weege, you say he's a rookie?
2: I'm very big on the rookie thing, as you know. Very few are as passionate about yeah. being a rookie or not a rookie as I am. Yeah, um, Yeah, he is a rookie. Okay. Two or three well, races at the end of one season does not make you – like you still have to keep in mind that he's new at this. Because like, like – not, not the same as a dude who's raced three years. In, in,
1: in baseball, they have a number of bats at bats before you're not a rookie. It doesn't matter a year. Years don't matter. In hockey, it's a number of games. Years don't matter. You play a certain number of games, you're not a rookie anymore.
2: We well, don't... i say he came out essentially after, actually after Loretta's, after, after, because he was hurt. He actually would have gone in another race or two. Um, say if you're coming in after Loretta's, the next year you should still be considered a rookie, and that's what he did.
1: And uh, what about Barsha in the, is this his rookie year in 450s? He did four yeah. or five, four or five octaves. Totally,
2: totally.
0: The only reason I, I go against that is because when they used to do the Rookie of the Year awards, if you race a race, you weren't eligible the next year.
1: Okay, yeah. Carmichael won Rookie of the Year for his one race.
0: Yeah. That's, that's yeah. really it. I, I don't care either way. That's really just the reason in charge I go of handing with it those
2: that awards out. Right. Who's handing those awards well, out? Well, that's just it. It's the AMA. Yeah. Boom. Right,
1: yeah. Doris. Doris doesn't always, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with Weege on that, JT, because, like, honestly, anything the AMA does, you should almost be like, eh, like, can we do it? We can probably do it differently. They're protecting your right to ride. They are, yeah, yeah. Mean yeah. all, mean all my street bike and dirt bikes.
0: Yep. Um, no, I think that I think you'll see. I think Cooper Webb will be much better next year as well. It's right. kind of my Cincerillo theory as well. Right. Um, these guys are going to learn a lot. This first so, year is a learning experience. So, who do you pick, bro? Uh, I probably I don't know. I don't. They're they're pretty much the same at this point. I think you'll see what Jeremy Martin is doing now, running top five, getting on the podium here and there. You're going to see out of Cooper Webb next year, so I think it's a wash, to be honest with you. Wow,
1: he's waffling
0: on that too. Yeah, I, I'm not waffling. I just I don't think you can go wrong. I think they're both awesome. They're both really good. They're both producing now. Uh, Cooper Webb struggled a little bit, but he showed so much promise at the beginning of the year. All right. I think they're both. You know, it's just what's your preference. You know.
1: Good for um. Good for Yamaha to have this.
0: Right. So they need a bad. Yeah, they need a bad for sure.
1: What, are, what what are the chances that somebody poaches one of these kids? They got to be under lock and well, we just talked about contracts earlier. You know what? I how hope
0: not. That sounds criminal.
2: Martin said he is. He's uh he's with Star next year. He's already locked in.
1: And so and Webb would have to be. Yeah. Yeah. But you know yeah. how these things work, man. Contracts and stuff. You know, Bobby Bobby Reagan at Star. You know, we, Will Hahn's gone on record as saying, you know, he doesn't know what happened to his second year. And same with Durham. Durham. You know, same with yep. Durham. So, you know, could 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 these guys, Bobby Reagan, Bobby Reagan? You know,
2: hilariously, I saw Bobby Reagan, and I'm like, man, you got to be pumped. You finally got one of your guys up on that podium. Yep. And he says to me, he's like, oh, I'm happy, I'm happy. And I'm like, now you know what these riders, Bobby, you got to, you have to be patient, you have to be gentle. See, it took half the year. You just and I took your letting the flower bloom analogy you said last week. I'm like, you know, you can't push these guys too hard. You can't expect too much out of them, man. They're they're very fragile. And he's like, absolutely. You got to be patient with these young guys. <laughs> he said it, and I, I said I thought maybe he was joking, and I said, yeah, and you're known for being patient, right? And I was waiting to see maybe maybe he was being plastic. Nope, he just said yes.
1: <laughs> I like to, your honor, I'd like to call a lot of riders to the stand right now. <laughs> uh, okay.
0: I have a uh, an update. I'm going to send you a picture of this uh, as we're talking about the um, the TV situation. Uh, it's literally sending to you right now. I just want your comments on it because I, this it's just an issue that needs to be addressed. I think this tweets like this do no one any good. Um, both you, of you should be receiving this right now. What but are you,
1: what are you talking about?
0: Sending you a picture of a tweet. Oh, I got as it. we're on this. Oh, here we go. Yeah.
1: Here we go. Oh, TV decided not to. Yes. <laughs> well, it's better than Weege decided not to. Uh, JT, but that's just so brutal. JT like, sent over a text from uh, James Stewart. Solid day yesterday. Good to be in the mix. If you, weren't, if you wasn't there Saturday, you missed a heck of a race. Because TV decided not to show half the race. Two thumbs down. Oh, Weege. You're like a bad movie. Yeah. You're like a bad movie from Siskel and Ebert.
2: Yeah, that's not a text. It's a tweet from Stewart. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, trust me, no one decided not to. TV.
0: That's but To that's, that's me, that's just brutal. 187,000 people just saw that.
2: Yeah. That's
0: yeah. not fair. That's not fair.
2: No, because there's. I know when Stewart had the perfect season in 08, he was complaining a lot about how they wouldn't show him on TV much, and that is a decision. Like, at that point, they're like, he's gone, let's show a battle. Like, someone decided not to show the leader. But in this case... There was, there was no decision. There was nothing that could be done. It was, we have to show these commercials
1: uh, Ralph, now. Ralph would have shown it. Ralph would have shown racing.
2: <laughs> he would well, have lit the candles.
1: <laughs> Ralph would have shown the red Honda and the blue Yamaha out there.
0: Million dollar smile.
1: Light the candles. Why don't you have something like that? You don't have anything like that. You need a catchphrase.
2: You know what's funny? The conversation always goes exactly like it just did. A catchphrase to get B made get made fun of, and then they say, "Why don't you have one?"
0: <laughs> a,
1: hey, I will tell you that's something. That's an I excellent noticed. point. You're right. We're, we are basically <laughs> making fun of a catchphrase, and then saying you need one.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need a siggy. Hey,
1: <laughs> yeah, what's your siggy, bro? Uh,
0: I will tell you one thing. I noticed we each, the yeah. the difference in the <laughs> the commercial quality between Ryan Villopoto's, uh Oakley goggle commercial was followed up by your RacerX online commercial that plays over the intercom, and I was literally dying laughing all by myself at the difference in the, in the quality. One person was reading off a cue card, and it went like this. Barely. The Oakley barely, goggle is incredible. Barely reading. Yes, and then yours was like obviously a professional professionally done
2: um i like i heard it. that one that was not that one's not me doing a good job it was like whoever signed off on an oakley one like come on
1: yeah i actually talked to padjo about that the oakley guy and he said yeah i know do you want to do one for us <laughs> like he's
0: like why did but why did that take get accepted like come on ryan like what were the ones that got rejected <laughs> yeah th- this isn't good enough like just you know Read it a few times, you're comfortable with all the words in right, here. Right, right, And then read it. Right. Um,
1: yeah. I, I, I like Jeff Emmett. He, he's a good dude. He's a good guy. Um, Weed, you got to stop throwing it to him. You, gotta, you need to discuss what you're going to throw to him beforehand. Because many times you will set the table, you will set everything up, you will have a good question, and I will not get my answer. People need to pay attention to this. On the on the outdoor on the outdoor telecasts,
0: I is it like podium questions where they ask him something and then
1: they name sponsors? I don't know. Like we sometimes throw things to Jeff and I wait for an answer and I don't get one. <laughs> I, I don't get it. It's kind of like the one about in Supercross where they said, you know, tell us about these motors being replaced, and Fro and Wyndham had nothing. It's kind of like just
2: that. Didn't know the, yeah, they didn't know the answer.
0: Right, right. <laughs> well, you How's know. How's the replacement going on there? The fans are incredible. We're down here on the track. You know, there's a lot
1: of mindsets and a lot of G-outs and, uh, you know, <laughs> a lot of confidence. The guy, a lot of confidence,
0: and, and he knows that he can, you know. So. The, the G-out answer was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was a big fan of that one. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, that was actually because um, he had said G-outs at Southwick, and the producer actually came in and said, you need uh you guys need to explain what a G-out is. So then I had to ask him, explain what that is. And then, I mean, I figured it would be easy, but it was not an easy explanation.
0: It was like the, well, the bike goes into a hole, and then it G's out.
1: (laughs) 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 Uh, um, Hey, Weege, you don't hear uh, Georgia Lindsay, but she's, she's doing a good job for the live announcing crew at the races. She's doing a good job in the, in, no the in the uh, mechanics area. She knows what she's talking about. She'll make a little joke here and there. I, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm a friend of Georgia. We all are, but uh, so we're maybe a little biased. But she she has been doing a good job live uh, live announcing.
2: It is. Hey, you, uh, you can ask anyone um, that does all our RacerX videos throughout the weekend again. The solution to everything coming from me, my orders to those guys is more Georgia. Use Georgia more. I can't you can't use her enough.
1: No, you can't like, you can't use her enough. Sorry.
2: No. I mean Sorry. use it and, and interpret that any way you want. I mean I got, come on.
1: I got creepy She's there.
2: Really good. I mean the fact that there's a Friday that we we did this thing where we just pretty much set her loose on Friday with a cameraman, a video we post on Saturday morning. Like we weren't supposed to do that show. I was like, dude, All we right. have Georgia Lindsay. Let's build yeah. a video around her. She's awesome. All right. Um Sometimes we even get comments on the website oddly with them like telling us how telling us how good, and I'm like, w- "We know. That's why we have her." Like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Understand? What are you talking yeah. about?
1: No, she does a good job live. JT, do you agree?
0: No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I hate to bag on the NBC Sports Girl, but uh, there's a huge difference in the quality of of interviews going on. Um, I'm would- not I'm not hiring and firing people, but I would just be like uh, you. Go grab that microphone. You go grab the other one. and Do something else. Just <laughs> go, go. Hang on the porta potty. We'll tell you, you know, when
1: we're leaving. Weech, how was RC in the booth?
2: It's pretty good, but um, it did get uh, not like you got to hear much of the yeah. NBC show. Um, it's kind of hard when you have three guys because they really do start kind of like theorizing back and forth, which sounds cool, but it's also not as exciting. You know, it was like, like that second moto, maybe it's just what I was seeing on the screen, but would you guys agree, watching him outside, like, it was getting pretty damn good.
1: Yeah, James caught back up, like, you thought he was going to be dropped, he caught back up, Dunge picked it up, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, it was like, I think, 25 minutes in or something, where there was only three seconds between them, and these are like the three big names. Like, you can't ask for much better than that. And uh, I was wanting to get in there and rev that up more, but you know, they've got hey, look at that line, and look at that, which is awesome also. It's just its just hard to, to – you'll never probably get the mix quite right. Three-man booth, I think, is always tough, and that's in anything. That, nothing to just the motocross. I think this is always hard.
1: And Monday, and night, night, foo- work, and Monday night Football went away from it. Yeah, they thought, for many of yeah, exactly.
2: the same
0: reasons. Um, it's really too yeah. bad The TV decided not to show it as well.
1: Yeah. We decided not to. Do you think it was just James's TV, though? Maybe just James's TV decided not to.
0: <laughs> His local cable just company? The, like a no, revolt.
1: No, just the TV itself. Just – Oh. Whatever brand of TV, just he did say yes. TV, he, right? <laughs> did he mean the TV? The TV decided not to the show it. T- did yours? Because <laughs> mine didn't want to. I talked to it. I brought it some cookies. I I spoke nice to it. It's supposed to be one of those smart TVs, <laughs> right? Right. Instead, it's showing me a plane crash. It's in a bad <laughs> mood. It doesn't want me to get on a plane. It doesn't want me to leave it because it shows like me. Like guys. Yeah, yeah. It shows me what happens when I get on a plane to go away. Oh.
2: Hey, seems leads me an interesting question. I didn't even think about this. You know, where they post the full archive of the motos on alliesports.com on like Tuesday or something. Mm-hmm. What I've never actually looked at. I don't even know the answer to this myself. I don't know what that what archive they show. If they showed the archive of the international cut, you'd get a lot of it. Hmm.
1: hmm. You think you would know that, JT? You think the, the announcer would know that?
0: Uh, I don't you know, know what they... It's the long, whole long rock star deal. That point
2: Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: right. Yeah, the whole the whole I'm too good. Ralph, I, was, I work. I work for TV.
2: <laughs> Ralph. I work <laughs> for the TV. <laughs>
1: yeah. Ralph probably goes back and watches it, tries to improve, tries to talk. Think by, think by candlelight. Think about what he does.
2: I, I watch what I have on DVR. i, I would never watch it on the. Uh, I don't want to wait till Tuesday, so. I never watched by the time the archives up on the web, I've already watched it. Hmm. 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 Okay
1: everybody. Anything else? BTO Jeremy Sports. Martin
2: man, hey we're, by the way, we're only hmm. two races away from Millville. He's starting to starting to roll. This could be look out.
1: Could we have a Jeremy and an Alex in the top five?
2: What well, if one of them is even leading there for for a bit, like just gets a good start in his leading like Didn't
1: didn't Jer, didn't Alex lead on a Geico bike?
2: I think he did. I know he got a really good start. Yeah. Did
0: he lead? Well, maybe he didn't lead, but he was right up there. Maybe he led. I don't know. Jeremy Martin's up there in the in the whole shot, you know, category, so it wouldn't be very surprising to see him right. leading. Um Nicoletti's bike blew up in a second motor, by the way, in case anybody's wondering. I I, I saw actually watched that. He happened. said it could have blown up on
1: on in LaRocco's leap and he, so he was thankful that it only blew up. Yeah, it was up.
2: like two
0: turns before it.
1: Right, right.
2: Did he shift?
1: Um, hey, one of the guys only doing the um, Morocco's leap all day was uh, AC. I guess he's, you know, he's 100 pounds. So, but that kid jumped it all day long, both motos.
2: He did it in practice, which was the harder part. Like more guys did it in the race. Yeah, in, pr- in practice, it was almost unjumpable. But I guess he he was getting it right. All
0: right. All right. What's well, funny when he got lapped, you can, you can see him take off to do it. He gets lapped the last lap of the second moto, and he jumps it behind the leaders yeah. you know they're, they're not yeah. doing it he right. just airs it
1: look air. I think you look down too a little bit like oh uh, am I okay <laughs> uh btosports.com uh racer x podcast redbud wrap up presented by thor mx thormx.com mx.com and uh, com. thank you to those guys for supporting the show Jason thomas Jason wygant um we're off this weekend and uh I'm glad I need it I, I'm I need this weekend so we're not doing one next week
0: Cool. Well, both of you are excused. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, do we need to thank TV as well?
1: <laughs> yes. Thank you, TV.
0: <laughs>
1: Weigantz, well, quit ruining our sport.
0: I know it's your sport. It's definitely not mine. Could you please keep all the planes in the air at Washugo?: Yes.
2: And I cannot. I don't want to. Uh, I'm not even want to go into this anymore. Now it's like, now I feel like we're piling on the other direction.
1: I can't believe... We're
2: going too far in the defense now. And
1: I can't believe Jeff Emig doesn't really like Terexes that much. I'm I'm shocked
0: and appalled. Wait, wait, wait.
2: wait. We're just saying that we have to show that. I'm not saying he doesn't genuinely also feel that way.
0: I'll tell you what, that arrow is fast. Oh, by the way.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: So, (laughs) does Emig like Terexes that much? Or we don't know?
2: Well, let's put it this way. If you're Ryan Villapoto, yes, you're being paid millions of dollars. But that doesn't mean he doesn't actually like his bike. Right. Right? Okay. You, you can have both.
1: So I make leisoteryx. It's good. good. No, and, I
2: have no idea if he actually does. I'm just saying. Oh, here possible. we go
1: again. Okay, so we're right back to, I'm going to ask my TV. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week. All right. See you guys. Bye. See you guys.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show search pulp mx in the itunes store to find the more than 200 episode archive or get the pulp mx app for your iphone for the complete pulp mx fix